Yeah. He dumped all my mints all over the floor. <laughs> Wait, we're live. <laughs> we're live. Awesome. Okay, we're live. We're live. Uh, we do it live. We're gonna do a live. Lee, what's the last name? Lasaya. Lee Lasaya mm -hmm. of Astral. Yeah. Leah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's the name of the company? Astral. Astral. AR. Astral AR. So um, I heard the the you know the previous talk uh, where it was discussed how these things would 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 mine uh, crypto, which we'll get into. Uh, but first, if you just want to explain what these drones are, even are. <laughs> sure. So yeah, we build drones that stop bullets. That's what they do. We can. How, see how do they do that? How, how how does that happen? Wow, that's such a big question. Yeah, we can <laughs> see guns and bombs through walls. So we've developed a sensor array that's capable of detecting. Um, uh, firearms, unspent gunpowder, things like that, um, through solid objects, under clothing, in a glove box, through a wall. Um, and is capable of identifying that accurately. We can tell the difference between a fake gun and a real gun, a loaded gun, and an unloaded gun. We can tell you how loaded a gun is. Um, it's millimeter depth uh, radio frequency. We can actually read the writing on the backs of the shell casings loaded inside the gun. Yeah, so it's intense. Um, so we've identified... So we've developed a sensor array that, that's capable of identifying whether or not there's a firearm present. Um, and we wired that to an AI that assesses and um, it measures risk based on the proximity of a hand to a gun. So any hand, any gun, the drones are unbiased. They're indiscriminate. They're not capable of discerning friend from foe. They will aggro on the first gun in the first hand that they identify. Um, and this is by design. Um, there's a lot of reasons why we do this. Um, and I could deep dive that if you want me to, but that's the short and skinny of it. That's what we do. So we just explain. So what, what exactly happens though? So drone detects that somebody's carrying a gun. Uh, uh, no, actually. So you have the right to have a gun in the United States. If you're, you know, yeah, you understand. So you have rights. You get to have that. Um, we actually call that, that's the Philando Castile use case. Um, and by the way, we are endorsed by Valerie Castile. That is Philando Castile's mother. Um, okay. So. Use case, for example, we work with police departments, police officers, police uh, agencies in particular. Um, the drones, for example, in a traffic stop, 80% of uh, encounters with a firearm happen during a traffic stop. Um, what do cops hate more than anything else? Pop quiz. Surprises. Okay. They hate surprises. Go. Yeah. So the first thing that happens, the drone deploys. And it scans a vehicle. It's been pulled over. It's already been pulled over. So you're stopped. You're waiting for the, to get your ticket or whatever. Um, and the drone, it comes and it scans the vehicle and it determines first things first, whether or not there is a firearm present. That's all it's, that's all it can do. Um, and at that point, the cop finds out it, the cop knows whether or not there is a firearm involved. Um, and that information alone is so in, I mean, it eliminates the guesswork. It elim eliminates the surprise. Um, so the cop knows in approaching the vehicle, what they're about to get into. And they further know if there is a firearm present, if the drone uh, detects that, that is the case, it will take up what we call guardian angel mode. Okay, so it gets ready. If it needs to, it's ready to rock and roll. And it's assessing threat based on the proximity of a hand to a gun. So the closer the hand gets to the gun, the higher the threat is assessed to be. Once that threat threshold is exceeded, the drone will go into what we refer to as active shooter mode, um, in which it will attempt to get in the way and stay in the way. So from the perspective of the cop, the drone's not going to let anything happen. It already knows, and it's standing by. It's ready to, to stop this from escalating. So we call this forced de-escalation, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so in the case of, like, for example, school shootings, um, you have to get into a school somehow. You most, I mean, there's never been a school shooting where somebody came through a window. That just hasn't happened yet. Um, so the drones are positioned at entrances, um, 
and they're also on patrol. Part of this is psychological, part of this is technical. Um, you have to get inside the school to affect a school shooting. Um, the drones will stop you. They are armored. Their armor can absorb up to a 50 caliber round. Um, that is what they do. They are a wall when you just really need a wall. And they will buy you enough time to do something about the situation. Um, you, the human, will use your human judgment um, into how you decide to, uh, to deal with this. Um, the drone is not going to make that decision for you. It is a tool, not a partner. Um, throw your shoes at them, whatever you have to do. Um, but the drone is there to stop you from catching a bullet. That's its job. Amazing. So, and these are, wh what stage is this at in terms of the technology and development? <clears throat> so we demo for police. We do not live fire demo, but we do live demo. Um, live fire demo requires some very, very specific um, circumstances have to be met, as you can imagine. Uh, not the least of which, which is a release form. Um, but yeah, so we are, we do live demos. We started doing uh, pre-sales last year in, uh, in May and we stopped in July due to overwhelming demand. So we expect to go into production with everything on track. We expect and this is demand from police 100... companies all, all around the country. There are no such thing as police companies. I'm sorry, police. What are, what are we calling them? Departments. Police departments around the entire country, different states. Um, yeah, in different city, municipal, yeah, city police departments, sheriffs, uh, sheriffs, counties, uh, sheriffs, deputies, well, sheriffs departments, um, state police, and so forth. Also, fire departments. We are considered all hazards technology. DHS considers us all hazards technology. So, really, what we are, what we're waiting for, is what's known as uh, technology readiness certification when you're deploying uh, what's considered edge technology, unproven technology, so to speak, because it's never used before. Um, federal as well, it's just state. Um, we were we also yeah we also work with the FBI. Um, we work with law enforcement. We work with uh, FEMA, DHS, and FEMA um, across at all levels. Um, I mean, like I said in in my talk, raise your hand if you want to get shot. Exactly, no one wants that. So yeah, we work with. Um, with all levels right now we are focused on official users we also work with schools it's one of the reasons why we focus on police departments is because by working with police it's usually it's isdpd um there's a police department that handles the school security for schools in the united states that's why we do what we do the way we do it it's the fastest way to get our technology into a school okay so when, when did the the crypto mining aspect come into play mm -hmm. was this always part of the of the of the drone it was literally an afterthought um, I managed to go 15 years in a as a in, a in my career as a software developer without even googling cryptocurrency. Not because it wasn't interesting to me; it just uh, it was just wasn't my jam. Um, I mean, I do other things um, until October of last year, and I I was staring. I was literally staring at um, some of our GPUs, and I was you know at our, at our prototypes, and I was thinking to myself, you know, that is an awful lot of horsepower that's going to be idle for 22 hours a day at least. I wonder if we could somehow put that to use. I wonder if I could, I mean, it's, it's a flying GPU. I wonder if we could somehow leverage that, you know, uh, and that's when I started exploring whether or not it was possible, even possible to mine cryptocurrency on our special, I mean, our hardware is specialized. Was it, it is. was it out of a need though? Why, why did you look in, uh, so granted we, they, they could potentially mine, but why did you need them to mine? So one of the reasons why we're doing this is, is the budget. When you're working with bureaucrats, especially, um, budget is always a barrier. It's always a barrier. They always want to know. I mean, you know, I have drones that stop bullets. They want to know how much it costs. And the reason for that is their budget is set in advance and it's, it's a fixed amount. And they, it's very difficult for them to find money, um, especially for something that is unproven edge technology. No matter how much they want it, the budget doesn't allow it. So 
in order to overcome that friction, in order to accelerate the adoption of our technology, the more money that I can bring to the table, the easier it is to overcome. That is the only resistance that we get is how much does it cost? And that's exactly why I started exploring this. I immediately, I mean, one of the things that I pledged to do a long time ago is to ensure that there will be a private grant um, that will finance not only the adoption, uh, but the upkeep, the maintenance of these devices so that the city doesn't have to shoulder that financial burden. Um, and that is one of the things that cryptocurrency is going to, I mean, we, we literally pass this directly over to the agencies, to the schools, to the departments themselves um, in the form of a private grant that they then use to offset the cost of, uh, of maintaining our technology. How much do these things cost? And what is the offset? A lot. Yeah. Um, they are, <clears throat> right now we're looking at $125,000 a fleet. We only deploy them in fleets of five. Um, and the, that's, um, that is a misleading number to begin with because we don't ever deploy just one fleet. Um, we deploy them across an entire region of 10 agencies in one region um, centered on a major metropolitan city. Um, we're deploying them to 10 regions. So that's 120 agencies, 600 drones, 1,200 operators across the United States. And we are, we're pegging uh, Q2 2020. Okay. And, and the crypto, how much are, will that potentially offset the cost of of one of these? So at scale, um, so I, that's still under investigation. Um, we're still, then that will always be variable. It will always be fluctuating. It's one of the reasons why we're handing the entire question over to our partners at Core Scientific is because that allows us to further focus on our drones and our technology. We simply provide the hardware and the agencies, you know, reap the benefits of doing so. Um, in terms of managing that, we anticipate that any amount of this that is offset is a win. We actually... And yes, our expectations are that once we start um, approaching scale, um, this will pay for its own maintenance costs entirely. That's incredible. Um, so how many of these do you envision uh, being being out there and, and mining Monero potentially? <coughs> um, and will it just, I, I think you, you spoke about it, switching between coins, mm -hmm. I guess Monero and Ethereum, you were saying? We actually expect that they will dual mine. Um, and we, we do expect that we will support more than just those two coins, but those two coins, Monero and Ethereum, are going to be the baseline. Um, I, I leave that question in our partner's capable hands. Um, Monero, I chose Monero because of its technical and uh, philosophical characteristics. It was the, the one that was best suited to accomplish this purpose. So Monero is, the, Monero is leading this charge. Um, Ethereum is you know right there, right behind Monero. Um, we will be deploying with those two and we may just stick with those two. We'll, I mean, we'll see. Um, gosh, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I guess my reaction is this is kind of sounds too good to be true type of thing. Right. So it's like, uh, life-saving drones that are mining Monero. It's, it's kind of a dream come true for anyone in the Monero ecosystem and I'm us being the skeptical community we are, I'm sure there's questions, but so how realistic do you think it is that this that these drones are going to get launched and they're going to be mining Monero at some point in the future. We already started doing it. So it's kind of a past tense question, isn't it? That's awesome then. Yeah. Uh, that, that's great. <laughs> Sorry to, to ruin your skepticism with my giant win, but you know, <laughs> I'm afraid you're just going to have to live with all of this success. <laughs> um, how were you guys funded? How did you guys fund the development and all that stuff? Um, so, Oh Lord. 
Um, most of our funding has come from my network of people that I've worked with as, a, as an engineer, as a software developer, my bosses, my students, uh, my colleagues, my coworkers who've known me, who have known me ship code, who have known me, you know, work miracles in the past. Um, we've done all of this on $850,000. Um, we do have a current deal that we are working on getting funded. And um, I mean, we thought that this was going to happen through our joint venture. We're currently rethinking and revisiting that. Um, we're working on this and we continue to work on this um, one way or the other. I mean, I, I, we don't have it. If you're, what you're asking is, do we have any money? Lol. No. Right. Yeah, Not yet. No. <laughs> but you'll, you'll be signing into contracts soon, I guess. Hopefully. We have a $107 million proposal moving through DHS right now. If that's what you're asking. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just think this is an amazing project. How do we how do we follow this? How do we? I, I feel like the community should should be talking about this more. Well, I jumped into IRC when I was trying to first trying to determine whether or not the TX twos could even support this, um, and I got an awful lot of lol. What the hell are you trying to do? It was pretty funny, um, and that's actually how I got to be literally where I'm standing right now. Um, and um, I'm, I'm accessible. Um, you can contact us astralar.com. Um, that's, that's where we are and what we're doing. All right. Yeah. I encourage the community to look yes, into please. it more. Um, like I said, I mean, All just hope is appreciated. Uh, the PR is great for Monero. I mean, Monero being used in this use is just going to look great for, you know, for the technology. Um, often, you know, people try to associate nefarious things with mm -hmm. Monero. Uh, this is, you know, a great example of, another way the technology could be used in, in positive ways. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's a million other examples. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I just think it's amazing, amazing, super creative. Um, and just the fact that it's going to help uh, distribute the the mining network and mm -hmm. make the, the network stronger. Yeah, it's going to make it very, very difficult to uh, to effectively, like for example, 51% uh, attack will be impossible after we hit uh, saturation. We will have, I mean, unless you have a spare 2 million uh, devices to, to, to mine with, you're going to have a hard time outnumbering us. Um, and when I say us, I say it with the caveat that we have deliberately enacted this such that each miner is its own individual so that there is no centralization. And right. That'd be scary otherwise. Yeah. That would be, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to avoid. Um, that's actually, that was the whole core of my talk um, is that we're not deploying this as a centralized. Um, the agencies do not take a centralized position. Each miner is an individual that contributes to a single pool. And if, if this does work, which I really hope it does, it'd when? be the, the first example of, of many other forms of this, mm -hmm. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're just, we will be one of many. Yeah, one of many. The fact that this has a very practical application, I mean, quite frankly, when we put it, once we finish putting it on the drones, the police departments and the fire departments are almost certainly going to want to put it on the squad cars too. I mean, those fire engines have an awful lot of horsepower in a lot of, you know, and I mean that in every possible way. Um, the, you know, like for example, the ambulances, when they are idle, I mean, you're not screaming around the city 24 hours a day. There are, there is downtime that can be leveraged from all of this equipment. Um, that can go right back into the budget. You're, and I mean, like, yeah, what I just said, and your your property. Well, tax. It's, it's equipment with with yeah, it's cheap, equipment that with was them. already equipment that was already that was already rigged up with sophisticated um, sophisticated hardware to begin with that is used for other different purposes. Yeah, it's specialized, but not for mining. Um, that can be leveraged for that while it is idle. Um, and you know, the offshoot of that is that your property taxes go down. Sounds like I said, sounds too good to be true, know, right? but no, this is amazing. Uh, How's this? Um, if I were going to draw an analogy, this is kind of like uh, legalizing weed. It's a brand new source of revenue that nobody even thought about. Very appropriate for Denver. And yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for uh, everything you're doing and uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Thank Thanks you so much.